Hey guys, welcome back to another weekly episode of the Scrub Den podcast. So today's topic, we're going to talk and basically tell you how to get first centile or first rank in any exam. And I'm only saying that with confidence because I'm with Ams and he's proven <laughs> track record of getting a first in his BSc, a first throughout medical year in, year out. So let's get straight into it. What do you want to start with? Let's start off with talking about what's the most common things that people do to actually revise. Fine. Yeah. What do you think they are? So I'll start with what I did because yep, that's fine. probably the most common one. It's textbook, reading what you need to learn again and again and again. I think it's called rote learning. So okay. reading the same thing over and over and over again, yep. but to memorize. Mm-hmm. And you can take a step further which you probably see a lot of medical students or a lot of students in general do is they read it, read it, read it, but they add this level of highlighting using loads of marker pens and highlighting mm-hmm. the key pieces of information on that textbook or lecture notes. And I think that's probably the most common way of doing it. Yeah. And then one more. Is there another one? Do you know the last one? I'm not so sure the last one. So the third most common one is we see it a lot. So yeah. you get this many notes handed out to you per term. Yep. And then someone else, go, and the students go along and then they make this much more notes so they ah, have to summarize and they create their own notes. so the people create their own notes yeah, yeah. did okay. you do that i did that when i first started and i realized the downside which is you waste so much time effort and it yields almost nothing fine yeah okay. all right so those three methods that you you said so mm. the f- first thing first mm. they work yep but they're they are proven mm. not proven i would say there's loads of research to actually show that it's not the most efficient way. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to search up any studies or anything, Professor Dunlosky did a study on all of this, okay? So what he showed is that those three methods, okay? Yeah. Rereading, highlighting. Do you remember that mate of ours who used to highlight the whole book? The whole book was green. Yeah. The whole book. So there was more text that <laughs> were uncolored and white, essentially the page numbers <laughs> and the title. <laughs> And everything, all you see was chunks of green you, and yellow. You tell me how that helps. How, and how, you know how, who you are. How, yeah, you know, you know who you are. Yeah. You watch that stuff. Okay. Highlighting. And then the last one is summarizing. Mm. All three of those methods have been shown to be sort of not as efficient as what people think it could be. Okay. So that's the first thing just to sort of lay out there. The thing is, there's a way to use those three methods because we find that most of us, we're actually comfortable to do it. But mm. there's a way to do it that makes it efficient okay fine so the two things that have been recommended and mm. loads of other youtubers loads of other people have also talked about this concept and mm. it's the concept of active retrieval or active recall mm. and spaced repetition remember those two buzzwords just google them and you'll find out loads of information about that um did you ever practice any of that i did so active recall retrieval mm. so when we started i don't think we were consciously aware of we were doing it, but mm. we probably did a certain bit of it. So mm. I don't think I was consciously doing it, but I did do spaced repetition. Okay. So let's say there was a lecture on mm-hmm. human anatomy, yep. the human body, right? Um, I'll do it one day and then I'll give myself a few days and then I'll come back and do it. And then I'll come back and do it a few days after. Cause I know naturally, whatever I read for the first time is never gonna be enough. Even reading that second time round may not be enough. Mm-hmm. I will need to come back to it again and again. But not back to back I would need to let some time elapse in between yeah so that, that's exactly what it is so space repetition works on the a, a way where you're you give yourself time to forget mm. and then you quickly relearn it and mm. re sort of 
stock it up in your brain and then you give yourself t- time to forget and you do it again mm. okay so basically there's another graph that shows exponent if you imagine an exponentially sort of downward curve of forgetting information mm. right if you let yourself time to forget mm. and then you redo it that curve basically shifts and becomes more shallower mm. so you start to forget less and less information and um, so that's why when you make a schedule mm. you don't just revise topic one and then never again no do topic one and then do topic two on possibly a we- if it's one week mm. Monday mm. do it on Wednesday let yourself forget do it on Friday and then do it on Sunday that consolidation is really strong mm-hmm. okay that's what I used to do by the way mm-hmm. I used to do a topic used to let myself forget do it again give my less time to forget do it again consolidates mm. it mm. Um, okay so that's essentially um, space repetition okay Fine. active recall like I said you probably did it and you did do it mm. so it's the use of exam questions and I remember um, we had a whatsapp group mm. and we were asking questions to remember how do you feel about it? how did that make you feel by the way um, asking questions to be fair I I wouldn't say enjoy is the right word. I found mm. it kind of beneficial because you can be, you know, doing whatever you're doing, and then mm. someone might put a question up and say, okay, you know, you know, something about the heart, and they'll give you all the different options. Um, and you, sometimes you learn things that maybe you haven't learned, or it's just on the go knowledge. Or that you forgot, right? Or you forgot. Space repetition. Yeah. That's what that is. So I'm like, I remember something forgot. about it. I can't remember mm-hmm. it. They'll be like, oh, the answer is B. So I was happy with it. There was loads of WhatsApp groups. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of I it? I personally didn't like it, but that was because. I had my so when it came to myself, we'll go through sort of eight steps on how to sort of smash your exams. But one thing I did in those eight that I'll summarize later is that I used to have a schedule. Mm. And if I found that people were throwing information that uh, I was going to cover a lot later, mm. it made me anxious. Fine. So I just left the groups. So anything. Um, couldn't really handle that. So I think that kind of highlights two different types mm. of people. So, whereas for me, Gaining information from any source from wherever was mm-hmm. beneficial. It's better than having no information. Mm-hmm. Whereas for you, because you had a certain way of learning and you had a certain structure, anything that kind of disrupted that yeah, exactly. made you feel more anxious. And I can kind of get that. It's like, crap, mm-hmm. I haven't started this. These will have started it. Exactly. I don't know yeah. anything about it. So that I can imagine giving anxiety. So I think mm-hmm. identify yourself. Exactly. So you, you need to know whether it helps you or not. For me, but, it didn't help. It disrupted my mindset. Yeah. It made me anxious. Um, I was thinking, okay, when am I going to revise that? Oh, that's that, that's why all of those loads of groups, especially yeah. with finals, and you only see Amstrogy has left the group. Amstrogy <laughs> has left the group. And I remember once I was like, why is Ams leaving? And obviously, Ams, like, luckily was, you know, he was known to be one of the smartest in the year. So it was bare odd. And then he's like, look, it's not the way I learn. And then I think people were like, yeah. a lot of people are stuck in that group for the sake of it. But I think yeah, you started yeah, and people yeah, are leaving. Yeah. So I think. Don't subject yourself to something that gives you anxiety. Yeah, yeah. And don't compare yourself to other people because exactly. he may cover a topic that you plan to cover. That's what, yeah. And you probably think, oh, we're all revising the same way. We all have the same schedule, and mm-hmm. you're like, wow, I'm two topics behind. So there's no need to give you anxiety, especially in a in a, in a degree like medicine where the content is mm-hmm. so heavy. Fine, let's move on. Yeah. So, um, just to finish now on what active recall is. So active recall is essentially going back into your brain mm. to bring out that piece of information. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's not reading. It's not having the information out in front of you. Is you going in to get that out? How do you go in to get that out? Fl- people use flashcards. Mm. People use WhatsApp where they ask you. Okay. So tell me the risk. For example, in the last video, you said what are the risk factors for mm. morning sickness? Those things. When you ask a question, you have to go in to go get it out. So we okay. used to do that a lot. I remember like on campus, mm. we'd be like, yo, Ams, what's this? What's that? Or, so mm. my schedule we was very similar that, yeah. to yours. 
So let's say we started mm. hematology, blood disorders, and we're like, Ams, what causes sickle cell? Or what's the incidence rate? So we used to test each other and we used to argue lots. Yeah. And I think that was quite good. That we was good. To, it was good because we, we used to discuss it. We used well, to discuss yeah. and debate. Yeah. So in essence, anything which allows you to kind of go back into your brain and gather that information when it's not there in front of you in a textbook mm. is mm. active recall or active retrieval. Yeah, exactly. And in terms of practical strategies or practical ways of doing that, it's flashcards, exam papers, exam papers question. question banks online, kind of making, you know, getting, what I did was a piece of A4 sheets of paper and writing everything I knew about sickle cell off by heart and me trying to retrieve as much information as I can and yep. then knowing I've missed one or two things and going back to the lecture so like, okay, fine, I got X, Y, and Z, right? I missed out this mm. and then doing it. So anything which puts you under a certain degree of strain or pressure mm -hmm. to get that information essentially strengthens that connections we mentioned the before. Connections, fine. Yeah. Okay, fine. fine. So we've gone through that. So now let's let's give you together, we came up with an eight step formula. Mm. And if you stick to it, I think personally, I think you will be getting distinctions, you'll be getting the first centile position. Mm. That's how it is. I think these eight steps will secure that place. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's in any exam, be it medicine or whatever it is. Mm. Okay, so number one. Mm. So number one is you have to know what you should know and know what you don't know mm. and what you need to know. Okay, all of those things. Mm. Okay, you need to know your syllabus. What does year one of medicine test you on what should you know at that stage for example in year one of medicine you're not expected to know the management of cellulitis that we should know in year five for example true but you're expected to know the basic science mm. of how staph aureus causes the infection fine do you get it you need to know at that basic science level you need to first work that out because mm. otherwise you're not learning the right thing remember our mate that revised um was doing a bsc and found out that he was revising the complete wrong module yeah so i think <laughs> the learning from that is Every university, every degree, every course will always have a list of learning objectives for the year. They may break it down into lectures, they may break it down mm. into modules, they may break it down into subcategories. So a good way is to get a learning or list of learning objectives as your syllabus. So you have to be a bit proactive and be like, okay, fine, in mm. terms of blood disorders or in terms of the heart, I need to know how many chambers does the heart have, all the three most common heart disease, three yeah. most common medications. And that is your guide in terms of syllabus. So you may be in a lecture trying to memorize every last bit of it, but when you look at the learning objectives, you're not really expected to know the pressures of you know a certain blood vessel in the foot. Mm -hmm. So be smart, especially in medicine, because the content is so diverse and so mm -hmm. wide, you don't have the luxury of learning everything in details. So know what is expected to you know, learn your syllabus, and mm -hmm. I'll say, after identifying what you need to know, identify what you don't know. So yes, yeah, definitely, definitely. Identify, okay, this is what I need to do. I need to learn A, B, C, and D. Now the next step is, okay, now I know what I need to know. What is it that I don't know? And start with that. And in essence, that is now gearing you up to creating a timetable. Mm. So kind of saying the way we did it was, okay, we did it by days. So let's say, okay, our finals is in 27 days. We have... 27 topics that's a topic a day fine let's do topic a in the morning let's do topic you know b in the afternoon so we kind of used to break it down how much we need to cover how long do we have so if we like do you know what i want to revise each topic at least twice or three times that means i need to do cover 
their topics within one week or two weeks, mm-hmm. if that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Any advice in terms of other things you need to be involved in terms of a timetable? So, so timetabling is, is important. People will say, oh, don't timetable, you can't do it with this much structure, that. No, you need to know where your goal is. Otherwise, mm. you're running a race that you don't know where it ends. Mm. Okay, and you don't know if you've prepared appropriately when you need to reach that goal. So what you need to do, right, is first make that list of what you need to know, right, and you need to start just slotting it in. Mm. Okay, but you need to slot it in in a way that it's spaced out correctly. So, for example, you can't learn all of hematology in day one, and day twenty-seven comes and you've not done any hematology in between. So you keep it going. So what I used to do is five topics. Say there's five topics, right? Topic one, topic two, topic three, topic four, topic five. Right, but each day I become in the previous days exam bank as well. Mm. So if I learn cardiology on Monday and I do hematology on Tuesday, on Tuesday I'll be still doing cardiology questions Fine. because it's part of the active recall, mm. allowing me to go back into my cardiology knowledge. Mm. Okay, and this is important, and this is why people I think say don't do a timetable. Life exists, okay, mm. so sometimes you simply can't revise or sometimes you have to go out or sometimes you have to do something and gets in the way and what can happen it can completely derail right but what i do is i call it a buffer period okay mm. you need to have leeway in each of the subjects don't cram all the subjects so you cover it in you cover five subjects 15 times yeah no covering it three times is better than covering it 15 times if you do it the right way mm. okay so there needs to be days lax days mm. and in those sort of spaces and mm. pockets of time again active recall go back into your question banks go write it out from heart all of those things mm. strengthen the nerves mm. um so yeah that that's on timetabling yeah fine and like ams mentioned the fourth point on that would be the buffer system mm. scheduling the buffers scheduling the time for procrastination scheduling and give yourself leeway just because you have five topics to cover in five days doesn't mean you do a topic a day do it in such a way you have a, a buffer period you you know things can cop up anytime so give yourself room i think a lot of problems start with especially with medics is we're too harsh and too rigid we're like do you mm-hmm. know what i can't breathe i can't drink unless i've done something you know i have to lock myself up in a room until i cover x y and z the buffer period is your fail safe it allows you to have a basically do high quality revision yeah, at the end exactly. of the day it's high quality revision that gets you the first centile and allows you to rank first um, and then the next one, I think we actually covered earlier on in the video mm. but we said what I did and what you guys should all be doing is incorporate those active recall methods so we covered it flashcards exam questions whatsapp to question others discuss and debate so for the sjt exam me and you mm. debated a lot mm. asked why did you think that why do you think and then we remember those conversations um and then one thing so some people will say i like making notes mm. okay one thing i used to do was i didn't make notes for the sake of me actually going through the notes mm. but i did something called act what i do is active it's active recall, but it's also active learning. So mm. it's not passive and just reading. Mm. So I used to read, right? Like you said. And then I used to, again, get an A4. And I used to just write it out by heart. Mm. It was ineligible. I couldn't read what I wrote. Mm. But what it was doing is was sort of using my motor sort of mm. nerves and everything to write out every single thing I learned. Every single thing that I learned. Mm. And if it didn't match the book when I looked at it, mm. then... I'm doing it again. Fine. And I did it again and again until I had... This is something I carried over from A-levels, by the way. I had the AQA book memorised. So, what's interesting about that is, mm. it's, they've shown the more modes or modalities of learning you use, the stronger the learning and revision is. Exactly. So, essentially, reading 
is not as good quality as reading and writing and then if you can associate with a smell or if you can associate with a certain color i remember it was we revised so hard to a point where like i knew certain pages and what color certain things were highlighted because not only did i read it and memorize and understand not only did i write it i associated color with it color, so the more exactly. things you can associate with something mm. the stronger that memory and active recall is it's why you yeah. know when people do card tricks and mm. they can remember a 52 deck in any order it's because with each card they associate a story or they associate something with it to reinforce it and they just play out that story exactly. so visually hearing smell sense of smell you know if you need a calm Put cool room combine it and that mm. will strengthen your revision rather than that's reading of a book again and again and yeah. again and this is where i'm going to actually go back and say you know those three methods we said that mm. wasn't so efficient rereading highlighting um, summarizing and making notes remember we're not we're not saying that it doesn't work mm. and like you said bringing all those sensei all the, all the senses together to do it actually so i used to reread mm. i used to reread i used to highlight keywords um i used to write it all out from heart the thing is if you bring those three inefficient methods let's call it combine it with some actual read what you ha what happens in exam questions you can i could visually like you said we could see that paper you could see the lecture in the corner bottom left corner exactly. just just stick there mm. that's the answer that's how it eventually plays out um so that's number five. Number six, we talked about. Mm. It was um, what. So something that I used to do is with the spaced repetition. Um, what you need to do is if you do two topics a day, right? Make sure you've allocated time where all you're doing is just going into your brain. So I used to do. I remember in the morning it'd be read, revise, read it, um, write it all out by mm. heart, um, do some exam questions in a break. And then going to the next topic, and in the evening it would purely, purely, purely be exam question after exam question after exam question after exam question, and that was it. Mm. Um, so that's it, and it'll be covering previous topics, topics that I didn't cover that day, but topics that I covered a week ago. You make sure you go into your brain. Mm. Um, I think that's important. And the other thing is. I've never been a big fan of the cramming method, mm -hmm. but I understand for some people it works and sometimes it is necessary. But especially with certain active recalls, I know there's this concept of I'm going to learn everything, I'm going to learn it really well, and then I'm going to do the 100 questions on the exam questions <laughs> or the 100. Oh, I personally disagree with that. I think you should consistently always be doing exam questions or consistently mm. be testing yourself with it. The best way to kind of actually recall is past questions on the exam bank. You know, there's mm -hmm. past tests, past, but there's loads of them. Um, do it consistently, a few every day, rather than leave it for two months later yeah. and have a thousand. Remember, in past, yeah. you can collect all the questions, there's a thousand questions. No, do it such a way that you do it consistently. And it means you can do it at least two or three times rather than saving <laughs> it till the end. Because it's better. You identify what you haven't learned. Yeah. And then you can focus on learning that. Like, okay, do you know what? In terms of heart, I know X, Y, and Z. I don't know about this. Let me spend time on it. So mm -hmm. consistently do questions after questions rather than doing all of them at the yeah. end of the month, 100%. at the end of it. 100%. Because, again, that's reinforcing. Mm. It's causing you to go back into that knowledge consistently. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. And um, now the last, the last, last rule. So this is my rule, okay? So this is my rule, my formula that worked. Mm. Okay, and this was how I revised everything bsc um whether it was for even video editing or what have you okay i spend the first time that i look at a topic mm. okay 
I just sit there and it might take me four hours, it might take me five. I understand the topic. I understand all the background, why the theory is the theory, why it is what it is. Okay. Mm. And you, you people need to I think students, I would recommend. I would recommend that you forget about the time pressure of I need to get through uh, through this in two hours. No. Spend as much as you need to understand why this condition is like this, why mm. the etiology is like this, what have you, okay? That's number one. Number two, what I do is then all about sort of, under, not just understanding, now memorizing, committing that to heart and going into my memory to recall that. So if it was for my BSc papers, I'd read the papers and then I'd actively recall. This paper has this statement in it. This was done by, uh, done by John et al. in 2013. Write it out again and again and again and again and again. Right, um, going into it, tests, create flashcards. Okay, mm. so that was number two, and number three. Okay, so this cycle was to actually relearn everything one more time. Go back to the topic, read through the definition, the etiology, prognosis, management, treatment, investigation, everything again. But you race, race through it. What my concept, personal concept, was: I need my eyes to just see that book, that mm. paper, that lecture notes one more time. Okay, race through it. And then what I did was all I did was exam questions. Mm. That was it. So all I did was just actively recall whatever I've got. I used to always say, right, I, I had this conversation with someone once and they said to me in, in the WhatsApp group, mm. oh man, I can't remember this. These guys are having a conversation about this hematological malignancy and I did revise it. I revised it two weeks ago. Mm. I, I don't know it. And I said this phrase, I remember, and I say this to everyone as well. The knowledge is there if you've done it. Mm. It's just in the part of your brain that you probably can't retrieve from it right now. But if you keep testing yourself, mm. ask yourself that question, go back and find that answer, and then come out of there. Mm. And then go again later on, you find that it is there, that knowledge is there. It's just, can you access it? Mm. That's it. So it is there, but can you access it? And you, you need to sort of build the doors of access. That's Essentially, it. Essentially, I agree. Um, that's the eight-step formula for me, man. That I landed me loads of um, scores. <laughs> yeah, I think... That's a nice way to wrap it up. Mm. I, I can't add anything. I think I agree with it wholeheartedly. Um, we want to keep this video short and sweet, and we hope you find it super beneficial. Um, you know, sit through it, find techniques that work for you, and remember at the end of the day, it's techniques that work, high quality, high grade revision. Once you learn something, it is there in your brain. You just like Ams mentioned, need to find how to access it. And all these techniques, flashcards, active recall, past questions, exam banks, is what helps you get it and strengthen it. So all the best with all your upcoming exams. And we hope to see you next week. <laughs>